This is the Retirement Solution Podcast with financial advisor John Hicks, founder of J. Hagen Capital. And I'm Heather Branch here with John to ask him his ideas on ways that you can better prepare for your financial future. RetirementSolutionRadio.com is where you can go to begin your own conversation with John and his team at J. Hagen Capital. Again, that's RetirementSolutionRadio.com. I miss So we were talking earlier about how you recently had the chance to sit down with that young man, Gary Lavox, solo country music superstar. He was the lead singer for years of Rascal Flatts. Sure. What a great guy. Such a good guy. You guys had, and did did you really know a ton? I mean, like we've talked about the iconic timbre of his voice, but did you know a ton about Gary before you went and talked to him? Because I wanted to know if you guys, did you come out of the room being like, did I just make a new best friend? Because you guys bonded so well. You know, it it was, it was odd when I found out that we had this opportunity, we're going to be able to sit down with him. You Uh know, I just started Uh doing a little bit of research. Uh You know, I'm like most people, it's hard to not have heard a lot of Rascal Flatts hits over the years, but I don't think I knew a ton about him other than I think that he was originally from Ohio when he was first born. Mm -hmm. But that was about it. Um, And then as we went through things, I found out that he had two daughters. Um, And then that's kind of where we had a little bit of a, I don't know, a bro bond. Bonding moment. If you will. Yeah. There's a a lot of things that unite girl dads. I know. I know. Well, you and Gary definitely had lots to chat about. Here specifically, I wanted to point out this part of the conversation where you were asking Gary about his own family financial perspective and lessons. So as you were growing up, were there any financial lessons that you learned over time or are there any things that you're passing on to your kids? I didn't have very good role models. It was paycheck to paycheck. You know, it's a generational curse. So that's what I was doing, you know, but thank goodness I got to a place where I could make more than I spend a little bit. So then it was saving and then saving for them and investing and that kind of thing. So save more than you spend and live within your means and you know, it's hard to do. Even with stupid stuff like DoorDash, and it's like, go across the street and get it. Absolutely. So you have to keep instilling that stuff because they're just sitting there going, yeah, um, can I have Starbucks? <laughs> I'm like, you can see Starbucks. <laughs> Don't have them drive over here, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. convenience is what they... That's where we're going through that as well. That, the tone he took when imitating he, his daughter, I'm like, is that John Hicks talking right he's there? Exact, <laughs> he's exactly right. And, and this, it, he hit a point, we talked about this uh-huh. quite a bit later, uh, which is, you know, Starbucks already is, let's just say $5 a drink. Oh, Especially with what, you know, young girls, my, my kids get. And then if you DoorDash that, that's another five. You're talking $10, $10 for a cup of coffee. I know. Which is mind numbing to me. Mm. Now, even my eight year old now, she, you know, just because big sister's doing it, you know, it's kind of the the cultural thing. Uh She feels like she needs to go to Starbucks as well. And her thing is not really, obviously it's not coffee. She had, they have these cake pops, which is literally about a tablespoon of Betty Crocker batter that they turn into a little lollipop looking thing. Uh And they put some horribly, terribly flavored ganache cream thing on it sugar and they sell it for four dollars sure so basically a tablespoon of betty crocker and some really bad icing and it's four bucks uh, so she'll get that and what they affectionately call like the dragon fruit lemonade refresher oh tea no. thing which for the little cup is like four bucks and so uh, when my kids go with me me if i'm going to starbucks i get a standard coffee black you know, and I'll put maybe a little bit of uh, half and half in there yep, to yep. kind of bring Same. down a little bit of the bitterness. Yep. But they, and my, my drink order is usually like three bucks and 25 cents, yeah. 24, something like that. Yeah. I go in with them, not even including getting mama's drink, just us three. 
is going to run me 27 bucks. I was about to say, you can't get out of there under 25 it bucks. It is unbelievable. That's why I call it Starbucks, because they're taking all the bucks right out of your pants pocket. Wow. It's unreal. And now you don't even have to use money. You don't have to use a card. You just take their app and you just put it up there and it, boop, it just I know. comes right out of your account. You have zero concept of what stuff is actually costing. I think that that's going to be a big problem for a lot of kids with the digital age is like the idea of truly understanding, you know, like when we used to have to take 20 bucks out of our pocket at the end of sure. the day, if we didn't have any $20 left, it's like, where'd all our money go? You have to think about it. Now it's just swipe, 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 swipe. Absolutely. So as we're saving money for my kids, I typically put money in their investment accounts. And then when we're going out to shop, I never let them use the card on that. I make them actually use cash because they can feel the pain of the expenditure and they can watch it go down. And I think I learned this years ago from listening to Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey's strategy used to be you you had different envelopes. This one's for rent and they would use cash. This is for rent. This is for car. This is for insurance. This is for whatever. And I'm like, man, that's so invasive. I don't think I'd ever be able to do that. But as I've gotten older and I'm teaching my kids, they get cash. Um, and I want them to have the big bill first. So they have to break that to then have the little bills. And then they realize how quickly it goes because they, they're actually learning from it. So I will tell you this right now, uh, a little bit more financial advice. Mm-hmm. If you got grandkids, even if you give them checks and that kind of stuff, if they want to go shopping, give them cash cash because there's something about seeing that vanish and never come back yep. that you're never going to get from just tapping or scanning a debit card. Well, I assure you. grandmas and grandpas that are listening, the lessons you can share with your grandkids do not end there, sir, because mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up this young woman who took to the streams, took to the internets <laughs> out of rage. And this time you and I are both on board with this one TikToker, John, because this young woman was talking about her grandparents. They are trying to find an elderly living facility and mm. they have a million and a half dollars saved. However, they were told by that facility, it's not enough money. You can't be here. And so their granddaughter was rightfully appalled. And this is what she had to say. A lot of people can't get into retiring communities at all, no matter how much money they have, no matter if they're sitting on that $400,000 house that they bought in the 70s for 10 grand. Okay. So what they do is they end up spending all of their money, all of it so that they can qualify for government paid for end of life care. So like regardless of whether you have money or don't have money, it's all gonna disappear. Someone's healthcare is gonna take it. They're gonna say, I don't care how old you are, until you die, I'm taking every single cent you have. If there's someone in the industry who can talk about why the fuck this is, that would be so helpful. Thank you. Isn't she's, that unreal? She's not she's, okay. She is livid. She is not okay. And, and, and I don't and, blame her. Well, if you think about that, and I was going through this in my mind, yeah. because, you know, so her, her grandparents had saved about one and a half million bucks. Uh-huh. And they were told, and here's my guess, it's yeah. probably kind of a, an expensive place to live. Maybe it's California or New York or wherever they are. Yeah. But when you think through this, a million and a half dollars, and I started thinking, why would it cost so much? Because the way that she explained it, it wasn't a long-term care facility. It was an elder care facility. Mm-hmm. And if you guys have ever experienced out there what it costs or how many years you could stay into a facility if you have Alzheimer's or dementia because those those unfortunately those diseases don't kill you they just deteriorate the quality of your life Mm. and I don't want to be all morbid today but could it very easily cost a couple over a million to a million and a half dollars if they're in a facility for seven or eight or nine or ten eleven years yeah absolutely it could and so those are one of those things that we have to understand I thought her comment was eye-opening she said hey you know it doesn't matter how much money you've saved some people can't get into these things why Guys, because we have an aging population and it's yep. supply and demand. Yep. They didn't make a lot of these facilities, you know, for a long period of time. And then a lot of those rooms sat dormant. But every single day, there are 10,000 people turning 65. 
every single day. And that'll happen until 2034, which is an unbelievable amount of people that are getting to the age where they may use these. And frankly, there's just not a lot of supply, a lot of demand, not a lot of supply. But her point was, hey, you may not even be able to get into one of these things, but it doesn't matter in the end because you may not even have, even if you had a million dollars to use just for healthcare, you may not have enough money to even stay there very long. And so what is your alternative? Right. And Heather, I thought this was this was really important because they talk about spin down provisions. Yeah. So let's take a step back and let's talk about this for a okay. second, because, okay. you know, healthcare is one of those things that we don't discuss a ton on this show because there's a sad truth. It is just really scary. And, and this is me from in the financial industry that's telling you flat out when you look at what it can cost for us to feel like we're going to ha- be taken care of, mm-hmm. for us to not be a burden to someone else, for us to not be in pain, and for us just to be able to have dignity, yeah. it could cost, well, we've seen the stats, whether it be from Forbes or Fidelity, uh, both of those figures are over $400,000 over the course of retirement, mm-hmm. not including long-term care. That's not including long-term care. And if you look at some of the long-term care numbers, it's staggering. We're talking $800,000 to over a million. And so when you look at these things, we don't discuss it a lot because there are so many things that we have to work out the chinks on first so we can have a successful retirement. But at the end, it's what it all comes down to. And I'm going to go back to this young lady because she made that point. She said, even if you've saved a lot of money, you're going to have to blow it all just so that you can get government-sponsored health care. Which is is kind of like crazy, isn't it? It's insane. And she, she she basically said they're going to pry like every. Set up it's so true. They're going to pry every single penny out of your hand, either because you're paying for care and pray that you have enough money for it, or you have to spend it all down so the government can put you on their on their dole. Mm-hmm. Guys, how morbid is that? That's just really disheartening. So today we're going to talk about two things that I have learned over the years, because believe it or not, it's not death that is sometimes the worst derailment. For for someone's yeah. retirement, yeah. it's being impaired and unable to take care of ourselves. And I know I've used this story in the past, but it was the very first and most poignant time I learned about these costs is my own parents. Mm-hmm. So my father, who was a judge and a, an attorney in the western part of the state in Owensboro, Kentucky, Davis County, for years and years and years. Before he retired, it was the year before he was going to retire, he actually suffered a stroke. And it impaired him to the point where he could no longer practice law and he could no longer sit on the bench. And so it was very difficult. But in the very beginning, my mother could kind of handle that. But after several years and several other strokes later, my mother had to bleed through a little over 400 and something thousand dollars, 440 grand of his IRA money that they had saved. He had saved for both of them, for their both of their retirements. Mm -hmm. But because it was in an IRA, which was in his name specifically, Mm -hmm. and they had to use the money when they pulled the money out because they needed it sooner it put them in a higher tax bracket they ended up getting crushed on that my mother basically spent down the majority of the money that he had saved for both of them all because it wasn't the death that caused all the money to be gone it was taking care of him because she couldn't any longer Um, and that was mostly in-home care which is crazy so when you think about this there's two things that we can all consider number one hey let's keep ourselves healthy as best as we can and and i know that this sounds so flippant and so hey so matter of fact but it really does come down to it if you know that you have hereditary issues in your family where your family lives a long time but they're not necessarily always in great health this is the type of person that I really want you to consider some of the hybrid long-term care strategies that are out there. Okay. Now, typically, and you've heard me say this, I don't love long-term care. As a matter of fact, I, 
it's one of my least favorite things out there. Yeah. But it does not change the fact that I'm seeing an aging population need it more and more and more and more. And finally, because interest rates have come up a little bit, or are really a lot, yeah. and pricing has gotten a little bit better on some of these strategies, that they're not bad. So I'm gonna describe one today. Okay. I've had several clients say that this looks like a good addition to their portfolio, as long as we have everything else lined out. Okay. And so some of these things are hybrid policies, where they're a little bit of a combination between an income source, kind of like an annuity, and if you use it, then you get annuity-type growth. Uh, right now, I'm gonna say somewhere between six and 7% on the money. So if you use it for income, you're potentially gonna get six or 7%. However, if you have to go to a long-term care facility, they will double your income payments for the rest of your life. So for instance, I'm just using simple numbers here. Yeah. Let's say that you, if you use this account, you're going to earn six or 7% on your money and you may pull up $30,000 a year from this account to use for retirement. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden you become impaired and you need to use in-home care or you need to go to a facility mm -hmm. where they're going to say, okay, well that 30,000, we're going to double that. Now we're going to give you $60,000 a year for you to use for in-home care, which means you could actually pay your spouse that 60 grand that is legal, perfectly acceptable. And they know that a lot of people do it because that's what I encourage other people to do. As long as you understand that, or secondarily, you can pay for out of the home care or facilities and they double it for your entire life. So there are very few things that I have found that if you use it for long-term care, you're going to get a fairly attractive return on investment from what I can see somewhere in the seven to 8% range. Okay. Mm -hmm. And since they're protected, you never have to worry about losing that money. It's only going to go up. It can't go down. So that makes it okay. You know that that money's going to be there. Should you use it for that? But the secondary part is if you never needed long-term care, you kind of didn't pay for it. You just had an income stream or an income generator, kind of like a personal pension that if you use it fabulous if you pass away then your spouse gets the opportunity hey do you want to take income from that account or do you want to cash it in and do something else with the money that may be more appropriate for you so those are the type of hybrid accounts that I don't hate some of them are annuity based some of them are hybrid life insurance based there's all kinds of weird variations that are coming out we're exploring these things because yeah. we frankly just have a lot of clients that we have some clients in their late 60s that still have living parents and they're taking care mm -hmm. of them in their 90s and it's expensive. Mm -hmm. And so they're starting to realize, oh my gosh, I really don't want to have to do that to my kids. Mm -hmm. uh, the dignity that you lose, the uncomfortableness, and frankly, just the money that they're looking for an alternative. Yeah. So again, I don't think that they're perfect solutions because you have to get so many other things in gear. You have to un understand the level of protection you need, the level of income you need. You have to understand your taxable situation. You have to understand how you're going to transfer wealth. But that last Last one is healthcare. And if this could be a potential fit, call our team and let them find out what your options are so you can at least find out is it a viable direction to go or are there other things that you can do to still protect yourself and your assets but give you the dignity that you're going to want in your later years. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Begin the conversation about your savings plan with John and the team at J. Hagen Capital by visiting retirementsolutionradio.com. Be sure to listen to John's radio show, The Retirement Solution, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS. J. Hagan Capital Inc. is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if J. Hagan Capital Inc. is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagan Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. It does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Jonathan Hicks. Insurance license number 548962.